While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. After Noah, his three sons, all their wives, had spent over a year in the ark with all of those animals, we read these words in Genesis 8.14. In the second month, On the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. In the next verse, we read of God speaking to Noah and telling him to go out of the ark. Noah was to take his wife, his sons, and their wives, along with all of the animals, out of the ark and onto the dry land. They are told to be fruitful and multiply. They were given a promise. They were blessed. They were given permission to eat meat. And they were given a command to put to death those who were guilty of murder. This brings us to our text for today, which is Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, As for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you. Of all that comes out of the ark, even every beast of the earth. Indeed, I establish my covenant with you, and all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood, and there shall never again be a flood to destroy the earth. Then God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I am giving to be between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. I put my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. And it will be, when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow will be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and never again shall the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. So the bow shall be in the cloud." And I will look upon it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. In our text, we have the first explicitly recorded covenant in Scripture. Of course, many more would follow in time. And many believe, and I include myself in this, that there was a previous covenant with Adam. In our passage, we also have the first sign of a covenant. Again, other signs would follow, like circumcision and the Sabbath. Here, the sign of the rainbow is given, and it is given to all flesh. And it is declared this is an everlasting covenant. It's a covenant that Yahweh will never again destroy the earth and those on it with a flood. 
The rainbow in the sky is a sign of this covenant promise, the sign of this covenant promise. And it signifies Yahweh's commitment to keep this covenant promise. It's a reminder for us that Yahweh has made this promise, and of course, he will keep it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will preserve the earth until the day of final judgment. In a clear and complete rebuke to all climate alarmists and climate worshipers, we know that until that final judgment, the earth will remain. We will experience cold and heat. Things will be planted and grow and be harvested, and day and night shall not cease. However, this covenant promise and the rainbow, which is the sign of it, does not indicate God will never again judge or pour out his wrath on sinners. Peter reminds us in his second epistle that the day of the Lord will come when heaven and earth will not experience a flood, but a fire. And and we need to keep this in mind, and and I think most of you listening do know this, but to use the rainbow to promote, encourage, or condone sin is to store up wrath in the day of wrath, when King Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. This covenant with Noah makes clear that God's first gospel promise of a redeemer, back in Genesis 3.15, is secure. It is sure. Yahweh's plan of redemption cannot be thwarted. This covenant promise, like the others we find in the Old Testament, points to King Jesus. To Jesus, the mediator of a better covenant. To Jesus, the redeemer of mankind. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.